So it's Friday. My understanding is the city of Downey has mayors for the different districts. Yeah. Uh, there is Blanca Pacheco. She is the District 1 mayor. But there is a vacant seat for District 2. Hey, you are the guy, man. After that whole thing yesterday and everything that went down on the show and this restaurant that's trying to open and the protests about what the girls are wearing and then the callers calling in about they don't want the riffraff in the neighborhood. And we were. And then the other callers calling to in to, de- to defend uh, the, 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 the place and the, and the folks who frequent the, uh, the bars in Downey. Yes. Although anybody who's just getting with us right now that was with us at the end of the show yesterday, something very weird happened at what? the end of the show. What happened? Well, remember, there was this guy that called in, and he's like, yo, my name is, I think it was Rick, and he's like, listen, I'm a big macher, I'm a big deal, you know, I make a lot of money, right, and right. I would never send my kids to school there. And, and we were right. like, and then like an hour later, he called back. He's like, I got to get back on there. You guys are killing me. We weren't killing the guy. We were just making fun of the fact that he had to throw out that he makes seven figures. And then he said at the end of the show, he goes, I didn't say that I wouldn't send my kids to school there. You guys, I said you guys wouldn't send no, your kids you know to what, school Cap, there. Leave, leave him alone. Who cares? No. Like, I, doesn't, I don't care. Like, well, I mean, I guess the point was is that he, he did say back. what he said. We're not crazy. We have a tape, but we don't have oh, to no. run it. It's that's fine. My I don't point. want no, it's, look, it's my point. Yeah, we went like, back we, and listened. We, we went back just to yeah. make sure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want to talk about him. Like, <laughs> why are we starting there? Because uh, Chris in the open talked about you being the mayor of Downey I know, but that's then... different. Like, talking about that is different. That's the one guy who called back and, like, I mean, forget that guy. Yeah, like, I'm just, whatever. like, we appreciate him listening, but we don't want to. It's fine. Like, whatever. Like, eh, it was weird. The whole thing so was Donald, weird. would you ever run for mayor? No, I would never run in politics, period. But, like, it would be funny. Like, there is a vacant seat. Do you think I could win, like, as a write-in? Definitely. 100%. As a write-in? I don't know. I mean, I feel like you might need to campaign a little bit. You know, I think you might need to get out there and shake some hands or quote unquote kiss some babies. press some fresh flesh, flesh, press some fresh. Yeah, kiss flesh. babies. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was trying to say press some flesh. Yeah. Press but I said press some flesh is what I said. Yeah. It sounded like you were like your dentures were falling out or something. Right. I, I press some flesh. Yeah. It's not as easy as because I just tried to say it and it kind of came out like press some flesh. Press some flesh. Kind of came out weird like that, <laughs> but we did. We uh, we we did our civic duty yesterday to try to help a private business. Well, half the people thought we did. No, I would say more than half the people. I feel like we only had like three or four naysayers that called in yesterday. Three. We took calls for two hours. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun day. I'll tell you that right now. You know, like when when you get onto something and people are really into it and everybody's yeah. got an opinion and the phones are going crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you got for me today? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do anything interesting for me today? Like, you know, you're going to wear a bunny outfit or something? Like, what's the deal? You won Game of Games. How'd that feel? Dude, George. And you won with both Mason and Ireland there, so now it really counts. Well, kind of, because it was Ireland's game, so I didn't have to face Ireland. Oh. So while it's still I'm a proud. Win. Yeah, still look, I'm, while I'm proud of the victory... And I felt like I properly represented the Sedano and Cap show. You did. I I still my goal is to still beat Ireland. You know. Mm-hmm. But I but but I think this you got to be impressed. Not only did I win Game of Games. Yeah. 
but I won Game of Games when we were talking about movies. Wow. Now that, that's got to be a shocker for Wait me. Wait a second. How did, what, what kind of questions were they? The questions were, John Ireland would say, I'm going to give you the names of the characters, and you jump in with the name of the movie. Yeah. And these were all sports movies, I believe, that, uh, well, I don't think they were nominated for Academy Awards. They were just sports movies. So oh, okay. he, would give you, he would give you the names of the characters, and then you would have to jump in with the name of the film. Right. And where I really crushed everybody, where I really demoralized the entire crew, was when he had Paulie and his last name, which I didn't know what it was. And then he said Mickey and his last name. And I just put together Paulie and Mickey. What movie is that, George? Oh, Paulie and Mickey's Rocky. Correct. That's yeah. right. And I jumped in, and I got Rocky. And everybody was like, oh, because they didn't think of Paulie's last name. And right. I didn't even know that Mick had a last name. Right. Yeah. So I'm feeling really confident today. I'm feeling very clear-minded. I feel like I'm going to have a great show this afternoon. Do you know what Paulie's last name was in Rocky? I don't. Do you? Panino. Okay, so I didn't know that. But he said, yeah. Paulie Panino. Okay, nobody answered. Right. Mickey, do you know what Mick's last name was in Rocky? Uh, Mickey, I would imagine it was some sort of, I'm trying to remember, it was like a, an Irish name. Nah, I don't know. I feel like it was a little more Jewish. Maybe a little half Irish, half Jewish, maybe a little, little-ish part. No. What was Mickey's last name? Does I'm going to Google know? it right now. Hold on. Okay, you're going to get this. No problem. But Oh, it's Mickey Goldmill. It's the, I just Googled that, though. What is it? But gold I knew what? Pauly. What is it? Gold what? Gold Mill. Gold Mill. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Pauly, whatever his last name is. Mickey Penino. Gold. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Gold Mill. And I was yeah. like, boom, Rocky. I didn't know if I was right, but Pauly and guessed. Yeah. yeah, good good guess. Right, look at you. I mean, listen, anything pre, if we had to do like pre what? Pre 2000? Pre 2001, pre 1999. What are we doing here? Like, pre, what is your wheelhouse there? Pre 88 ish. I was wow. going to say, yeah, like 1990, because remember, he didn't even know much about like the whole like Titanic and Avatar situation. That's true. You did the not. What? Yeah. what did you just say? The what? Titanic and Avatar, when that oh. was oh, the question that? we brought up, and you were like, whoa, when, when was that? I thought that was longer ago than that. <laughs> what is going on there with uh, Titanic? Titanic? What is the Titanic? That was like yesterday. Uh, somebody was good enough to send me information on about the Louisiana, the Louisiana purchase? purchase. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bought, I mean, it wasn't just Louisiana. It was like a whole, the whole, basically the whole, like, Midwestish territory, you know what I mean? Like it was just like yeah, the center of the country, basically. Well, that was another thing that somebody sent me information on yesterday, saying yeah. Scranton, Pennsylvania, is not the Midwest of the United States of America. Really? Because they believe they are. So I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, I know. A lot of reaction to yesterday's show, George. That's all I can say. Hey, listen. That's when you know you're resonating with the people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the interim, speaking of resonating, how about Dave Roberts? I heard you say that. I'm with you. I love that Dave Roberts is out there saying, yeah, I said it. We're going to win the whole thing. Yeah. It's really cool because I say it like that for this reason. If you're a manager of a club that's a real contender, like the Dodgers obviously are, you might go to the team at the beginning of spring training and go, fellas, listen, um, it's, it's World Series or bust. If we don't win the World Series, this is a failure. But that might be the message in the clubhouse. Hey, let's keep that in the house. You know what I mean? But in Dave's case, he must have said to the team, fellas, we're planning on winning the World Series. Anything less than the World Series is not a success. And I'm not just saying that in here. I'm telling everybody. So when he goes on a national radio show or a local radio show 
or if he's talking at a podium or if he's just talking to some reporters, he's going to say out loud, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, and he's not going to shy away from it. He's going to push it all season long. I, I thought it was really brash and really confident and really great. I love it. It was like the. It reminded me of the 1987 Lakers parade when Pat Riley is up there talking about like, and he's like, you know what? And we're gonna win it again. You know, like, and everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, if the Dodgers yeah. don't win the World Series based on having the highest payroll in baseball of nearly 275 million dollars, uh, replacing Corey Seager's bat with Freddie Freeman's bat, um. You know, it, it's just not going to be considered a success of a season. Making it to, you know, winning the division yeah. but not winning the World Series, yeah. that's not success. Now, now, Pat Riley, when he said at the 87 Parade, we're going we're gonna to win it again, and he looked to the right, you know, to the players, and everybody's cheering and screaming and going nuts. They did win it again. They won it in 1988 as well. So that was the last Laker championship under Pat Riley, 88, the following year. So do you believe Dave Roberts – will be a, uh, you know, a, a fortune teller, basically. Well, the one thing that Dave did say after very, like I said, very confidently saying, we're going to win the World Series. Well, hold on, wait, what, what did you say? You heard me. You heard what I, I said. We're going to win the World Series. Yeah. But then, as the conversation went on 10, 20, 30 seconds later, it, it's kind of followed by a caveat, which is, so long as our pitching staff is healthy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so Come like on, it's, it sounded really good, like at the original quote, we're going to win the World Series. Yeah. But then like 20 seconds later, like, if our pitching staff's healthy. Yeah. Which, I guess, listen, here we are in the That's about days. as close as you'll get in baseball if somebody's saying something, though. Like, right. we got to just take it, you know? Totally. But he is right that, you know, when you get past Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, and hopefully Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. When you get past those three guys – you really got to figure out who's four and five. Right, we and, don't know. Yeah. And beyond four and five, you really also need to be prepared with six and seven. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But they always have arms. Yeah, but if I started reading you some of the names, you might be like, um, don't know a whole lot about that guy yet, you know? Okay, but we didn't know a lot about a lot of guys. Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, like, you know, those guys can all pitch. They can. Now what we need to see this year is a guy like Andrew Haney, can he right. pitch? He's got a one-year deal. Yeah. And could well, you know, and he's a pretty contribute? good pitcher. He's not like some young guy. Like, he's been around. Right. But, you know, he's got to make a contribution. Could could, could David Price be, be part of all of this? Oh, perhaps. I mean, they're paying it's, him a ton of money, so they might as well like, see if he's got anything left in the tank, you know? I mean, Gonsolin's name you mentioned. you got to throw him in there. There's some other yeah. names, like I'm saying, guys that you may not necessarily know. Tyler Anderson, Danny Duffy is also Andre a guy Jackson. who is a good pitcher. Danny mm -hmm. Duffy was a good pitcher for a long time, and he's dealt with some arm trouble. Like, you know, he's had some surgeries and, and injuries, but he's another, you know, he's a California kid. Uh, you know, he's in his early 30s. Like, he can be a, someone that can end up being a contributor for you. And in the second half of the season, it's conceivable to me that a guy like Dustin May could come back and make a Correct. contribution. Old Red. Yep. So so it's it, the first three. We should probably just like call this. him Young Red, right? Because, I mean, yeah. he's not really old. Yeah. But the first two and a half guys of your starting rotation, you kind of got that figured out. Walker Bueller and Julio Urias. See, si. Then you got Clayton Kershaw who doesn't – I don't know if you count him as Clayton Kershaw or you count him as half a Clayton Kershaw. No, you count him as Clayton Kershaw. Okay, well, then you got to find out – Until he proves otherwise. Right. What we don't want is for Clayton Kershaw to become 
the Anthony Davis of the Dodgers. Yes. Right. You know? and, 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 again, you know how I feel about that. But speaking of Anthony Davis, mm. all right, the Lakers. Boy, when Russ said that this was a must win, at first I kind of scoffed at the notion, and then I did a little digging. little digging says that Russ is right, and we'll tell you why on the other side. We're back in four minutes and 30 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, there you go, Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling it. Moving it. By the way, it. I thought of you Yeah. last week when I wasn't on the show mm-hmm. because I was watching TV and all of a sudden I'm watching this commercial with a bunch of crabs, right? And it's Missy Elliott's uh, song comes on, Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Yeah. And it's LeBron, and it's a Hummer, an electric Hummer commercial. Yeah. LeBron got more commercials now than ever before, it seems, you know? like He's, he's just had everywhere. a lot, but he's definitely had a lot more recently, yes. Yeah, like in the, in the last couple of months, that Hummer commercial you're talking about with the Missy Elliott song, which when I see it, you know what I do. Bing, dick a dick a ding dick a dick a ding yeah. Anyway, um, then I love the other one. We're going to the league. We're going yeah. to the league. Love that commercial. Wonder mm-hmm. how they did that. Like, is the kid playing Little LeBron? Is that like an actor? Yeah. Because he looks just like Little LeBron. It's called CGI. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that stand for? <laughs> CGI. I mean, I told you what OGFR stands Computer for. Computer generated imagery. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you, didn't you ever see the story about Tupac at Coachella? I did, but I didn't put enough thought into the, the commercial. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, I got it. Yeah. But when I see that commercial, I'm like, gosh, I don't know what the deal is here. Is that like little LeBron that they did something, they did some CGIing to? Or yes. is that like an actor who's playing little LeBron who looks no, just like CGI. little LeBron? Yeah, that's yeah. a great commercial. Great commercial. Yeah, it is a great commercial. Yeah. Anybody know what it's for? Crypto.com. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Because at no point is there really mention of, like, what the commercial's about. It's just, hey, there's big LeBron today. There's LeBron from back in the day. And then at the very end, we tell you what we're promoting, which we're not really promoting anything. We're just building a little story and then putting our brand at the end of the commercial. Yeah. Good commercial, I'll tell you that. They also have that same um, Crypto.com commercial. It kind of plays as more of a still image uh, outside our office. Okay. Right. On the uh, billboard of the JW Marriott. They're, they're both great commercials with LeBron, but my favorite TV commercial, which, by the way, in a day and age where people don't really see TV commercials unless you're watching live sports, mm-hmm. the best TV commercial going right now is the one yeah. for VRBO, Verbo. Is that how we say it? Verbo. Yeah, we talked about this just a little bit the other day, but when the yeah. guy is walking through and he's like, and he opens the door and he's out on the beach and he says, Are you going to remember the stuff you bought or like the experiences that you had? That oh, I'm an, I'm an experienced person. Yes, yeah. I'm an experienced person. And I, 
I mean, the stuff. I don't. I'm not a materialistic person in that sense. Like, I know people are gonna say, "Wait a second, you talk about wine and all this wine you buy or whatever or alcohol." But right to me, that's part of the experience. I buy a nice bottle of wine to be able to share it with my wife, or if we have people that come over, and that's part of the experience. By the way, speaking of wine, a friend of mine invited me over for dinner last night. Very nice. Glad to have the invitation. Thank you so much. Went over. He mixed me a cocktail. I drank half of it. I was like already had this big, stupid smile on my face. Then we sit down to have dinner. He pours me two glasses of wine through dinner. Now I'm really done. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then he poured an after-dinner drink. I don't do after-dinner drinks necessarily. And this was a Maker's Mark and soda. You ever have, like, whiskey and soda as an after-dinner drink? No. Me neither. Ever. But it was really good. But by the time I was done, I was like, okay, I'm going to be crawling home now. Thanks a lot. Man. Guy got me a little drunk last night. Yeah, good thing his girlfriend was there. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what he wanted from me. Wait, you know? whoa, whoa! Seriously, well, where was, was Rachel? Guy was getting well. She had something going on last night with her friends. Mm. Hmm. And so I was kind of solo, you know. Yeah. And then he hit me with that maker's mark at the end of the night. I, I, I didn't want to be rude, like you know, hey man, thanks, but no thanks, I'm good, because he'd already mixed the drink. But um, that was that was not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm not a Maker's know. Mark person. I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, what is this? Is this like a scotch or what is it? I didn't even know what it was, Maker's Mark. Yeah. No, it's a whiskey. Yeah. Like I a bourbon no whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm not anti it. It's just not my first choice. Like, if I'm going to go bourbon, I like um, Booker's. Like Devin Booker, the mm-hmm. kid from the Suns, like that, like spelled like that. He Booker's. has his own. He has his own company. That no, does it's not whiskey? his company. No, oh, I'm just well, telling you, you so you know what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> so, no, it's it's delicious. Now it's strong as hell. So, you, know, you gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I do you indeed. Know, I, you know, so. Uh, so you were there with uh, a. <laughs> the way you you layered that story, I thought was funny. Where it's like, yeah, I was there with my buddy. And thank God his girlfriend was there. I was like, oh. Yeah, really? Well, the way he was pouring me drinks, I, he was trying to get me drunk. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there was, uh, you know, hope. Well, maybe he was hoping you were stick around. Well, um, he's a decent-looking guy. Him and, him and his, for him and his lady friend. You know? She's oh, hot. dear, Cap. Why are you <laughs> just going, like, full-on, like, swinger mode here? <laughs> well, wait a he's second. He's hot. Huh? She's hot. Yeah, but I don't think I would be the I mean, swinger. I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but I, but but Linz, I don't think in this equation I would be considered the swinger. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. You're totally right. I right, mean, they if Rachel be... participated too, you'd then be the you guys would be swingers. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah. but but, but if I was invited over for dinner and they got me drunk and then the two of them pulled me into their love web of some kind, <laughs> you know, then they're the swingers and I'm just the guy that they pulled in on it. Yeah. Would uh, you so... Would you ever swing? Would you ever be a swinger? Don't answer that because that can be itself. used against you in a court of law. And by a court of law, I mean Rachel. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beto Duran tweets us and says, uh, at Sedano, one and a half segments, and it's Scott Kaplan being peak cap. Can we get hologram cap for the rest of the show? Hey, Beto, listen to me. And I'm glad you're listening today. But you know that on Fridays, I bring it in a totally different way, Beto. Okay? Fridays are different. Fridays are off script. 
Fridays are impromptu. They're extemporaneous. I may say things. Uh, I may offend people. I may find myself backpedaling and apologizing. Uh, I may insult people. I mean, it's Friday, dude. I don't know what's going to happen today. You know what's uh, you great know, about that, Cap, is that uh, next Friday, Beto is filling in with you. Perfect. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Where am I? Yeah, where are you? What day know. is next you Friday? The, you needed the Oh, that's right. I'm first. on vacation because my kids are on uh, spring break. Yeah. Really? Um, that I'm April only going to be here Monday day? and Tuesday. Yeah. Hmm. It, is, it is. April 1st is next Friday. April Fool's Day, right? Yeah. Yep. April Fool's. Yep. I'm no me longer and, on the show. Me and Beto. Yeah. All right, Beto. Be, Kaplan. Be prepared, Manos de Piedras. Be prepared. Uh, so real quick, when Russell Westbrook said, and I know you said this thing too, and we can continue this conversation on the other side, but when you said, I remember Beto filled in actually one day for me, and I heard you say, it was like six weeks ago. It was the first Lakers game coming out of the All-Star break. Must-win scenario. Right, must-win situation. Now, Russell Westbrook said must-win here. About this and weekend's game, this Sunday's game? Against, against the New Pelicans. Orleans? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh-huh. He said that's must win. Now, mm-hmm. that one, originally, I like I had with you, I kind of scoffed for a second. And then and then I dug a little deeper. It is kind of must win for the Lakers this weekend on a number of fronts. Do you know why? Well, I would love for you to go into greater detail about this, but if the Lakers were to lose to the Pelicans, the Pelicans, would, would they take a lead over the Lakers, and there's only like seven or so games to go. I mean, there there is a scenario where the Pelicans could jump over the Lakers. Is that what you're getting Well, at? they're technically at the moment ahead of them right now based okay. on tiebreaker scenarios. But right. they would then own the tiebreaker because they would have mm-hmm. won two out of the three. So, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so there's that. Uh, and they still would have another one to go with the Lakers. Okay. And so the other part of the equation is the Lakers right now are 73 games in. They have nine more games. They're only two games up on San Antonio right now, who also has the tiebreaker on the Lakers. So there is a actual possibility that if the Lakers lose and the Spurs win, it's a one-game situation. Like, the Spurs are one game back of the Lakers with the tiebreaker. So the Lakers could find themselves completely out of the play-in still. Wow. You know what's amazing about that? is that literally for the, well, and just call it since the All-Star break, there's been this conversation with a um, with an assumption that, well, the Lakers are going to be in the plan. Right. It, wa- it wasn't like the Lakers are going to get into the actual playoffs and not have to play in, right. and it wasn't the Lakers will miss the play-in completely. It was an assumption of, well, they're going to be in the plan automatically. Right. Yeah. And... Look, it's it's just not guaranteed. That's why I got to say, like, I was kind of pissed the other night when LeBron didn't play against Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, yeah, selfishly speaking, I'm at the game. I'm rocking a romper. George is calling the game on national radio. Cooper Cup is in the house. LeBron yeah. likes to put on a show when the Rams come Oh, he come does. In. He always puts on a show when the, uh, the, the Rams are in the house. Right. So for him to not play when there seemed to be just a slight uptick in momentum, and to not play at home in a big game like that against Philly and for the team to only lose by, like, five points and what might have LeBron brought to the floor and could they have won with him on it? Like I, was, I think right now you have to be playing to get to the play-in 
not guaranteed or assuming that you're automatically in. Okay, but I will explain why I think what LeBron did was smart. We'll do that on the other side. Plus, okay, there could be a bombshell coming down in the National Football League, okay? Just a huge, momentous situation could be occurring. We'll get to that coming up in just a few moments. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Oh, this is not the best Aerosmith song. It is a great song, though. It is a great song, but it is absolutely not the best Aerosmith song, okay? No chance in hell this is the best Aerosmith song. You got a favorite? I mean, Dream On? Eh. I don't even no, know if this fine. is even in I don't even know Dream if this is even sure. in the top 5. Like Dream On, Sweet Emotion is fantastic. Sweet Emotion's a great song. Walk This Way, okay, with Run DMC is fantastic. Um Crazy? Crazy's good. Not not one of my favorites, but Crazy is good. Janie's Got a Gun is great. Tight. You know, like they I, I I don't know. I don't even think this is in my top 5. Yeah. How about living on the edge? Living on the edge. Living on the edge is a good one. Wait, is that true? Morale said it was their only number one song in the U.S. That's nuts. That can't be true. He said it was their biggest hit. I need to look this up because I feel like that sounds absurd. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. that This group, Aerosmith, this is one of these American rock groups that I always feel doesn't get quite the uh, credit they deserve because they've been at it for over 50 years. That is incredible longevity in the world of rock and roll. I mean, you think about 50 plus years that puts you up there like in the class of the Rolling Stones. Seriously, when you've been at it and you've been this successful this long. Anybody battling me on that? that? No, no, I'm with you on that. By the way, uh, let me see if Chris is right here. I'm curious. I looked it up. Uh, I don't want to miss a thing. Is number one. Wow, he is right. Who knew? It's their only number one song on the on the top of the U.S. Billboard charts. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Anybody like loving an elevator? Yeah, but you know what? That's just you know, that's just front running. What do you mean? <laughs> What's front running? It's front running. If you like that song, if that if you think that's their best song, right? loving an elevator. No, I don't want to miss a thing. The one that oh. just played. No, oh, all right. You, got a lot you know of what I mean songs. by front running? 
Um, I think I know what front running means, but I'm not really sure I know what you mean here in this instance. Right. You're just like, you say that's the best song because it was the only one that was the number one hit as opposed oh. to like saying I like another song because the song is actually better. Hear that, Chris? Front runner. What are you saying? No, I don't know if Chris is front running. I think Chris oh. is trying to be factual. I'm just saying gotcha. if you think that's their best song, you're just front running. Chris also said that uh, in the crossover between us and Mason in Ireland, yeah. and Mason said, what's coming up today? I could have said, I don't have a clue, but instead I decided to go with Dave Roberts and, <laughs> Dave Roberts and, and, and Tom right? Brady. And, and, like, uh, but, Tom Brady's your default to everything. Right, but here's the thing. Uh, I was on some guy's podcast today, and he was oh, asking who, me. Some guy's podcast? Is that the podcast we should be looking up to listen to you on? The whole time I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. He's like some kid in Chicago, and I don't know why I said yes. Like, I should have said thanks, but no thanks. But you literally no. went on a podcast and don't know who – like, you've never had an interaction with the person? No, I had one interaction with him a few months ago, and I was, I was on his podcast, and then he came back. He's like, yeah, I'd like you to come on again. I'm like, I just don't have the heart to say no. Right. Yeah, so, so anyway, um, we're talking today. And well, like, speaking of podcasts, by the yeah. way, before you move on, I was on the Lakers Nation podcast. We taped that today. That will be out tomorrow. So. Okay, beautiful. Um, so the guy asked me, he goes, well, you know, you guys must talk sports like all the time. It must be great. You know, you got so many teams to talk about and so many big stars. And I'm like, well, yesterday we were on the air for three hours and we probably talked about a restaurant in a town and what the girls are wearing and, and the protest for probably about two and a half hours. And he was like, on an ESPN radio station? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, was management pissed? I'm like, no, they're pissed if it's the other way around, if we talk too much sports. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris, I, de- I did. I defaulted to Dave Roberts and to my boyfriend, Tom Brady, and then Sedano had to save me from sports. Yeah, it's okay. That's what I'm yeah. here for. I know. Appreciate you, man. Uh, by the way, it is National Spinach Day. I only like spinach, well, two ways. Lindsay actually corrected me on one. I said I don't like cooked spinach unless it's in, like, a dip. Like, if it's spinach dip, I guess technically that's cooked. Um, so I like a spinach dip. Don't like like hot spinach as like a side, but I like spinach salad. I actually like cooked spinach. You ever do this though? You ever get a bag of spinach in the grocery store, and you put the entire bag into uh, like a frying pan with some olive oil, mm-hmm. and by the time it's done, there's nothing there. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever done that? Not really. Yeah. So like you you got this big bag. And yeah. it looks so you like you just reduced just, it to nothing, right? You you by cooking it, you yeah. reduce this big bag of spinach yeah. down to zero, right? Well, that kind of makes sense, sure. I don't know why that is though. Why spinach I mean, gets cooked down like that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you fry a lot of things, it gets cooked down. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, spinach is one of those things where you got this big bag of it, and you're like, well, I'm not going to use this whole big bag. So but you wait a second, you in... don't you don't think like if I put like okay, like I'll give you an example mm-hmm. when we eat Brussels sprouts. Yep. We usually put them in, like, the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is the edges get really crispy, like, you know, like flaky. Like, they get burnt and flaky, and they get reduced. Like, eventually, like, they can just they just become, like, smithereens if you want them to, you know? I guess, like, if you took an onion and you wanted to take this big, giant softball of an onion yeah. and you wanted to, you know, saute it, by the time you get done, you're like, that's it. That's all that's left of this big, giant onion? But I'm telling you right now, you take a bag of spinach, you put your hand in the spinach, you put it in the frying pan, right? And you're like, oh, that's plenty of spinach. And then you cook it for like 30 seconds. You're like, I guess I better get another handful. Next thing you know, you got the whole bag in there. When you're done, you're like, what happened to the whole bag? There's no spinach here. Right. Well, there you go. Mm. But this, see, this is why I like uh, eating it with salad. It's very, it's plentiful. 
Right, when you when you're not cooking it, right? A little spinach salad, maybe you put a little uh little, you know, a little mandarin in it, you know what I mean? Like a Mandarin's little, all right. Have you ever put a little strawberry in there? Some color eh, to go with it? I, I draw the line at strawberry on my salad. But really never strawberries, huh? No, mandarin, a little mandarin is okay. Mandarin orange? No, mandarin potato. What 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 else would you think you would Mandarin potato is very good. Mandarin potato is very very good. Jesus. Cranberries? Listen to me. You have to no, say orange. Not after a cranberry mandarin. person. Mm. You have to say orange after mandarin. Do you? Yes, you do. I feel like it's pretty understood. I don't believe it is. Really? Lindsay, well, have you ever heard of another mandarin that's not an orange? I have. Just the language. How right. About the hotel chain. How about that? Right, but that's not nope. that's not a food. You're not going to put that in nope. your salad? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, I feel like mandarin orange needs to be said. Listen. You don't have to say fish after tuna, but most people do. No. But if you said tuna, we all know it's a fish. You don't have to say fish after tuna. Say no, after Mandarin. Say, yeah, I never say tuna fish. A lot of people do say tuna fish, though. You acknowledge that, correct? I mean, I think they used to do that, and I think they refer to tuna fish as, like, the stuff in the can. That's right. I, what, you know, I don't eat the stuff in the can very often. Oh, no? I don't like the stuff in the can. I like, like, real tuna, like ahi, you know? Okay, but if you have a tuna fish sandwich... I don't have a tuna fish sandwich. Some people do, though. Right. And they call it tuna fish. You don't need to I say mean, fish after tuna. I don't think you need to either. Right, but after mandarin, you should say orange, I believe. No, no, you don't. Well, it would help me, I can tell you that. I'm a Una mandarina. I'm just, so. I'm just, anyway, I'm you, asked me, you asked me about LeBron. Why You didn't like LeBron taking the day off against the, uh, the Sixers. I did not, because... The thing is, when he jumped over Kevin Love mm-hmm. and his knees were like at the rim, mm-hmm. I'm like, his knees look pretty good to me. Okay, but you don't know how he feels after the game. Were that you there? That is true. That is true. I don't. <laughs> and I, and I, I love and how I also, you always try to be like the guy, like, I mean, he looked pretty good to me. And then you're right, like, he did look good to me. You weren't there. You don't know. I watched it on TV. Right. But you weren't I saw there him after jump over Kevin Love's head. You didn't, you didn't ask him and be like, hey, LeBron, how you feeling? That is right, and and the reason I didn't ask him that is because he had a big smile on his face because he was feeling really good because he had just put on a show in his hometown in front of the Cleveland fans. Right, right. but you also were, you know, you didn't. You, it doesn't matter. Like you could feel good one day if you have a knee problem, you don't feel good the next day. But right. what I'm saying is this: the reason that it was actually a smart strategic move to be off for Philadelphia was basically he almost has a week off for the stretch run. I like, understand that. The I schedule broke in a way where they, if he skips Philly, he's got six days off. He's never going to have six more days off this season. Are the Lakers 100% today guaranteed to be playing when the regular season ends? And when I say it like no. that. No, it's okay. why I said to you, they got to make sure that Russell Westbrook saying Pelicans game is a must win. Yes, but also because you need to stay ahead of San Antonio, who has a much easier schedule. And as we've talked about all season long, particularly uh, after from Christmas on, basically, that the Lakers had the hardest or one of the top two or three hardest schedules in the entire sport. I understand the idea of LeBron taking extra days off and getting his body as right as he can for this tiny you know, part of this final stretch run of seven or nine games, whatever it is. But I just felt like there was just a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. And if, they, if he would have played and been healthy yeah. and they would have beaten Philadelphia, yeah. I think we'd all be feeling really good about their chances to make it into the plan, to win this game Sunday. In if, 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 you look, if you look at the Lakers, okay, basically um, 
since March 5th, mm-hmm. okay? Let's just go back to that Warriors game. Um, actually, let's let's go back to, you know, after the All-Star break, basically. The Lakers have won one, two, three, four games. In those four games, okay, the lowest amount of points LeBron has scored is 36 against Toronto, okay? And I believe he had a triple-double in that game. So he scored 56 against the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I believe 50 against Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, here in like LA. A series, then it was like a streak of like 38, 38, 36, somewhere right. in that neighborhood. Yeah, and then the other two games he won, right, triple-double against Toronto. And against Cleveland, I believe he also had a triple-double with 38 points. Mm-hmm. So, like, in other words, he realizes for us to win, I have to have – a Herculean-like effort to win the games. So if I'm going to have to do that, I should probably – there's this crazy glitch in the schedule. Let me absolutely take advantage of it and be ready because, you know what, even if I put up a Herculean-type effort, which I have, I've been putting 30 points up a game pretty much every night, it's not guaranteed to win, but I need to go, like, the next level to win. So we're probably not going to be Philly anyway, so let me just take that one day off and then I can go in the in the tough stretch down the stretch to try to make sure we're in and be ready for the play-in and maybe the playoffs. Right. Who who do I have a better chance of having this giant effort against? Is it against Philadelphia or is it against or New, New Orleans? Orleans? And Correct. it's probably against New Orleans. So I'll sit out this Philadelphia game. I understand yes. the strategy. Yeah. I'm just tell, I'm just telling you from a very selfish perspective, I'm there in a romper, you're there calling the game and Probably the most it's effective part you. of it all of it is is it's that my man Cooper you. Cup is there. Always about you. Always well, in this you. case, it's more about Cooper Cup. No, it, it, you, you, Cooper Cup was the last thing you mentioned. Well, it started with you in a romper. It, it yeah. started with you in a romper, and then it was you threw me in there. Which, I did throw I you in. You, you I did throw you in there. in there. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, you but in. you started with you. We know, like Kaplan, you are the most transparent person ever. We know where you're. <laughs> we know where you're. <laughs> we know where your loyalties lie. You started with you That's right. in a romper. That's right. That's right. I'm not backing away from that. All right. Listen. But I am going to reprioritize, though. It was me, then Cooper Cup, then you. Yeah. Those are my three reasons that LeBron should have played. By the way, Al tweeted us and said this what is he saying? about our conversation about spinach. This is the most bizarre conversation I've heard. Spinach cooks, bro. He's referring to you, I would imagine. They were spinach. so surprised that spinach was reduced that quickly. So. Yeah, but not – I'm just telling you this. Go buy a bag of spinach. Yes. Go ahead. Put the Go buy a bag thing. of spinach, you know, while inflation is happening, and spinach probably costs $97, and just go burn it in a in a frying pan. Just really? To, just, spinach just, is that expensive right I now? Spinach know. is I'm more just, than gas? I'm just joking. Oh, oh, I didn't realize it was – oh, I thought you were talking seriously. God. Yeah, I thought you knew how much it cost. I don't know. You know what I know? What You know what I know? Tell me. Is that you're going to be really excited about the next segment. You know why? Tell me. Because your boyfriend's involved. We'll do that nice. next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, you're a rich girl. Oh, this is your song for sure. Because you know it don't matter anyway. 
You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. Is a bit girl. Ah, uh, yeah. I love hauling oats. That's I love some yacht rock. The least surprising thing I've heard all day. You don't like hauling oats? I mean, they're fine. Hauling oats, damn good. And by Put the way, way, Christopher, I was referring to the 1987 Lakers parade with Pat Riley. I mean, I believe back then, you know, you were shining, uh, you know, uh, carts for your dad, probably, at, uh, you know, who is a legend in this town uh, on radio. So, you know, you were probably in the studio running around going, hey, dad, can I play with some carts? My show, my show. Yeah. The Let me legend, tell you something. Legend you, you, Mucho Morales. See. Uh, you, know, you know, and then, you know, Christopher running around, little Christopher running around. Can I get some cards, Daddy? Can I play with the, <laughs> can I play with the eight tracks? Do you got a reel-to-reel I can play with so I can start, you know, working on some imaging? Hey, you need me to splice some tape? Let me know. You got to do it in this voice because he's probably like six years old. Okay, I'll try. Dad, do you need me to splice some tape? There you go. That? Is that good? Is that good? That was better, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, George, I'm telling you right now, if you went to a Hall & Oates concert and... You're uh, out of touch. I'm out of time. But I'm out of my head. Gonna have No, you don't, need, you don't even know the words to the group you like. No, nah, but I, I, not that song. I mean, I like this one, though. Sarah, smile. Ha, 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 ha. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Won't you smile about me, Sarah? Ho, ho. You know that song? Uh, Christopher says that his dad used to actually throw the carts at him when he would screw up. Okay, understood. So, Here's a uh, tweet from Mike Williams who says, From downy disputes to getting punched in the junk to swinging with Maker's Mark, not to mention the Rompim Crew field trip to the Crip, this Sedano and Cap show is out of control this week. Muchas gracias. De nada, Mike Williams. See? I mean, listen, the, the idea is you never know what you're going to get. Right. You know, and sometimes it'll be gold and sometimes, uh, you know, copper, maybe. Here's a guy, Jacob, who says tuna fish is redundant. Makes is. no sense. It's like yep. saying I have a poodle dog. Yes. Uh, correct. That's okay. actually an excellent point, sir. Yep. I like that. I'm going to start saying like, oh, I have a poodle dog or I have a pug yeah. dog. You have a you have a you have a pug or a Frenchie. He's a Frenchie pug. Dog. Is that a thing? It's a Frenchie yeah. pug dog. He's, he's a he's a frog. Like a mix? He has, yeah, half Frenchie, half pug. Oh, dog. He's a fug. He's a frog dog. Yeah, a frog. Yeah, frog. Mm-hmm. A frog dog. Frog dog. Yes. Right. You got to throw dog on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this portion said- of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Lindsay, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. No, no, I was going to say cap. something. I was going to oh, say something, which something. was which was this. You ready? Yes. You said. I said. Hey, you said, hey, Cap. Hey, Cap. The next segment you're going to love because we're going to talk about your boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Tom Brady. Let's talk about it. Oh, my God. There's this ridiculous rumor that he's like, he wants to work on a trade out of Tampa. He wants to go to the Dolphins because he bought some house there. I don't know if I buy any of this stuff. Um, I will say this, though, because Drew Rosenhaus, the super agent, did just uh, say on some podcast or whatever. Was it a podcast, Lindsay, or was he on a show? Uh, I think he, uh, uh, let me look it up. I think it was a show. Anyway, Drew Rosenhaus, we all know him, right? Remember T.O.? Next question, next question. Uh, while T.O. was doing sit-ups in his parking, uh, in his uh, driveway or whatever. It's one of my I've... favorite, one of my favorite 
things I've ever seen. Incredible. A, a player and an agent where the where the player's working out and the agent is going, no comment, next. No comment, next. I, by the way, I love both Drew Rosenhaus and T.O. I, I wish there was a T.O. in today's era, like, because I, I feel like T.O. was way ahead of his time. Him and Chad Johnson, I believe, way ahead of his time as far as the entertainment aspect of this but anyway so Rosenau says there's gonna be more bombshell trades coming this offseason so maybe he's alluding to this Brady thing but let me ask you this if Brady were available mm-hmm. shouldn't the Raiders or Niners specifically say hey let's kick the tires on that yeah but but when you say that I'm curious why only those I, I would think no no but team... I'm, I'm just saying like yeah I mean of course a lot of teams should but we know the Niners I mean the rumor was that he wanted to play for the Niners but Tampa wouldn't do that. But I'm sure they can be enticed for the right package. And if you're the and if that's true that okay, they won't trade him to the Niners because it's the NFC. Then if you're the Raiders, there's a there, okay. Remember when um, there was that report that um, Tom Brady had said that there was a team that was interested in him, but they decided to go with that bleeping guy. Mm-hmm. That's nowhere, not in my league, or something to that effect. Right. Well, the the hot rumor was that it was Derek Carr. Right. And then Derek Carr was asked about it, and he's like, no, I, I was told it wasn't me. And, I mean, listen, I don't think those rumors come out of nowhere, is what I would say. But let me but, say this. Yeah. The Raiders, right now, if I said to the Raiders, hey, look, Tom Brady wants to come play for you guys, mm-hmm. you could trade Derek Carr to Tampa. Josh McDaniel, man. I know, but. But don't you feel like the Raiders got Devontae Adams to join them in Las Vegas because of the relationship with Derek Carr? Sure, I think that's part of it. But if you're Josh McDaniel, you can tell Tom Brady, hey, you can come back, reunite with me, and I got you Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, but then Devontae Adams is like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait, you think Devontae Adams is going to be like, no, man, I'm not playing with Tom Brady. I only want to play with Derek Carr? Not exactly, but I do think that Devontae Adams went to the Raiders because of his relationship with Derek Hart. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of money involved here also, but the reason he chose to be to want to go to the Raiders is because of the family like sure. relationship that he's got with the Cards. Right. But I think if I change if all of a sudden I tell him, Hey Devontae, I know you came here because of Derek, but we're gonna trade for Tom Brady. Like, are you okay with that? Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna be like Oh, it's my dog, man. It's my guy. It's my brother. I love him. But, yeah, you know, if you want to get the goat, go right ahead. Like, I feel like that that's the conversation I, I would yeah, have. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I do. I really do. I mean, do. business is business and personal is personal. You know right. what I'm I mean, saying? Like, 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 who gives me a better chance to win a Super Bowl, Derek Carr or Tom Brady? But, right. But, well, wait, wait, hold on. I just thought of something. If, if Devontae Adams bought a house which is right next door to Derek Carr, would that and be if, John Gruden's old house? Because John Gruden used to live next to Derek Carr. Perhaps. But if Tom Brady has been renting Derek Jeter's house in Tampa, yeah. and Tampa and the Raiders do a trade, Carr for Brady, then maybe Tom Brady could just rent Derek Carr's house, which is still next door to Devontae Adams, and maybe that would make things smooth. Yeah, perhaps, but, you know, whatever. Like, but I, this I, to, rumor... me, it's, to me, it's just like if, if, if Tom Brady is – potentially going to be traded if i'm the raiders i gotta pick up the phone and call him josh his their head coach coached him yeah but the owner of the dolphins is trying to kind of well, he's been save, trying to get brady for years yes. right but, and 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 wants to save i'm putting this in quotes save the reputation of the franchise and 
Could right, because he's going to get he's going to get dinged because of the Flores situation. Right, particular not because remember he, he you know his thing the accusations against him were not necessarily uh, racially motivated. It was the accusations of integrity of the game where he offered his coach um, hundreds of thousands of dollars to tank games. Right, this according to Flores and and of course the Ross Stephen Ross who owns the Dolphins is like I never did that. Give me a break. I never did that. But. Right. He's been wanting to try and get his hands on Tom Brady because of the Michigan connection and because Brady's the GOAT, but he's been trying to get Tom Brady forever. I would find it very hard to believe that Tom Brady comes out of retirement to ask the Buccaneers to trade him to Miami. I I find the whole story to be far-fetched, but on the other hand, I hope it all happens because it's just great drama. Okay. I, I believe it to be true. We can discuss it further on the other side because I do believe if you're the Raiders or Niners, you should absolutely throw the kitchen sink at Tampa right now if this is even remotely true. But we'll get into that. UCLA, big night for them. Uh, Mason was making fun of me. He's not making fun of me anymore. I'll tell you why on the other side. Stick around. 710 ESPN, back in three minutes.